0: I'd like to introduce you to the Chilean recluse spider. It's one of the most dangerous spiders in the world. It likes to live inside pockets of darkness, scuttling beneath rocks, crawling inside logs, or even creeping through the darkest recesses of deep closets. If one of them bites you, it can cause skin necrosis. That's your skin dying, turning blistered, then black and leathery. If you're very unlucky, and its venom reaches your bloodstream, this spider's bite can be deadly. And one last important thing you need to know about the Chilean recluse spider. There are countless of them living on the ground floor of a natural history museum in Finland in cupboards, in crevices, and crawling behind the walls themselves. I'm Sarah Wyman, and this is Atlas Obscura, a celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and terrifying places. Today, we're going to learn about the infestation of Chilean recluse spiders at the Finnish Museum of Natural History in Helsinki, how they got there and why no one seems particularly fussed about getting them out of there after this. When was the last time I took a road trip? How many national parks could I hit in two weeks? What about hotels? Wait, hey Erica, how much am I spending on travel?
1: inspire you to find an untapped part of yourself. You might want to take a trip to Wyoming. It's a place where bold, curious spirits forge their own way on all types of adventures. There is no shortage of iconic, expansive landscapes out there. You can discover breathtaking hikes, stunning state parks, authentic Western culture, and other historic sites, along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The Truth Lies West. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com.
0: What kind of arachnids do you study?
2: Uh, I, I, all kinds of spiders, uh, so I, I'm, not, I'm not picky.
0: This is Pedro Cardoso. He's a curator and the principal investigator of arachnids at Luomus, the Finnish Museum of Natural History. Have you always been interested in spiders?
2: Not always. I was already on my third or fourth year of my licentiate degree. And uh, I was still not sure what, what to do with my life.
0: Pedro grew up in Portugal. And it was during his studies that he says he found out there were, get this, zero spider experts in the country of Portugal. He says there hadn't been a single one for 50 years. I said, Pedro. To be fair, we're talking about a pretty specific area of study here.
2: Uh, yeah, but there are way more species of spiders than there are of birds. But and and yet, people studying birds are like 100 times more than people studying spiders.
0: And did you like spiders at the time? Have you ever been afraid of them?
2: No, no, not <laughs> not 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 afraid. No, <laughs> but um, I always have a, a preference for groups that people might consider to be dangerous. So, I, at the time, I was a bit torn apart between spiders, snakes, bats, so all this kind of stuff, that's, uh, these, these groups that people don't really like or find find dangerous.
0: The Halloween animals, yeah.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a, In fact, that's a very nice season. When that's when we have all, all the cool animals. <laughs> <laughs> We have, we have all, uh, all, all the, the cookies and everything with, with spider and bat shapes and so on.
0: <laughs> in his work, Pedro specializes in biogeography and conservation biology. So basically figuring out where the spider species are, how they're doing, and how to keep them on the up and up. You would think coming to work in a museum with its very own spider infestation would be a dream come true. And how did you feel when you learned that you were sharing the building with Chilean recluse spiders?
2: Uh, well, to, to, to tell the truth, I'm most interested in spiders in their natural habitat. So, I mean, it, for me, it's just a house spider. doesn't have any particular interest. So,
0: The spiders living in the museum, they don't really need Pedro's help. They're doing just fine on their own. Let me back up a little bit to 1963. That's when curators at the museum noticed the first spiders. And at first, it was no big deal. They'd come across one or two of them a year. But in 1970, the situation escalated. Chilean recluse spiders, it turns out, are pretty prolific. Females lay up to 15 egg sacs in their lifetimes, and those egg sacs can contain as many as 150 eggs each. So uh, you do the math there. The staff started opening cupboards and drawers on the ground floor, and there were spiders on spiders on spiders. They removed some of them, but more kept coming back. They were crawling up from spaces under and behind the cupboards. Back in the 1970s, the museum's researchers were able to identify the spiders fairly quickly. But what was not as obvious was how the original Chilean recluses ended up hitching a ride all the way to Finland. There are a few different theories, but the most popular one suggests they might have come from wood chips used to transport some cargo from South America to the museum. Do you know whether early on, I mean, at any point in the 1900s, whether a serious effort was made to exterminate the population? Or does it seem like they just kind of realized there were spiders and were like, well, it is what it is?
2: (laughs) No, not not that I know of. I don't think there was much concern about it.
0: Pedro says, over the years, there have been a couple instances where the staff has tried to remove just a few spiders to control the population growth. But even that hasn't seemed to put much of a dent in the population.
2: And the building was completely renovated. I think it was about 20 years ago, at, at the time, uh, everything was basically stripped down. And even after the stripping the building down, the spider still was still able to survive. So. That was probably the largest effort ever made, even if involuntary, because they were just trying to renovate the building, not really to exterminate the the spider.
0: Some of the museum's researchers did, however, check out the neighboring buildings, just to make sure their infestation wasn't about to become all of Helsinki's problem.
2: The parliament building is just right next to us. Well, almost next to us, the parliament building. So if they move then, yeah, probably the politicians won't be happy about it, but <laughs> it didn't occur yet that we know <laughs> of.
0: It sounds like they're happy living in the museum.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, or maybe they, they, they just enjoy our company or, or something. <laughs> oh, these guys are friends. They are spider friends, so we will just stay here.
0: <laughs> As for Pedro, it is clear I am not the first person to show up in his inbox with a list of questions, with a slightly panicked undertone about the Chilean recluse spiders. In the decades since word got out about the spider infestation at Luomus, many, many reporters have called to ask the museum about its poisonous mascots. And while he is a great sport about answering those questions, Pedro is also clearly not himself terrified, or even particularly impressed by the thousands of venomous spiders he's sharing office space with. He says the fears are kind of overblown. Yes, yes, the Chilean recluse spider is the most dangerous spider of its genus. That is true. But she's also misunderstood.
2: The spider, she's, she's, she's quite shy. So she won't be just moving around, maybe during the night, because they prefer to move around during the night when there is less chance of being seen by predators.
0: Pedro does not even flinch when he tells me they can grow up to two inches in size. This is apparently not that impressive. So they can get pretty big, then?
2: Yeah, they are quite—they are quite big for for a spider. Yeah, they are all brown, uh, so nothing—nothing nothing special there.
0: In all the time they've been at the museum, Pedro tells me these house spiders have, as far as anyone knows, only bitten one person, and he was totally fine.
2: We're not worried at all. If it bites uh, someone, it might create a small scar that takes a while to heal. You have to be really unlucky for that to happen. You have to basically put the spider in your hand and squeeze it so that she's forced to defend herself.
0: It sounds like for the most part, you and your colleagues are you know, a little indifferent to the spiders, you forget they're there, you're, you know, just doing your job and the spiders are there doing their jobs. <laughs> if somebody came in and suggested that they would all be exterminated tomorrow, do you think people would be upset?
2: Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe not the curators, because we we are mostly in the, the second and third floors uh, and we don't have the spider here, but the technicians, the exhibition technicians, which are on the ground floor and they live with them. I think they are, yeah, they sort of consider it to be a pet already. So maybe they'll be upset.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and what do you think it is about the spiders or about the museum um, that makes it so that the technicians feel so attached to them?
2: Uh, well, you just live with them and you know that you don't have to be to be concerned. So this, uh, and, and of course it's unique to the museum, right? So a sense of belonging, it's, uh, it's our spider. <laughs> it's not It's not just, a, I, I don't know, a, a mosquito or, or a fly that nobody really cares anymore. I mean, it's always in the news and so on, and it's only hours, so maybe this creates some kind of attachment.
0: <laughs> but while the Finnish Museum of Natural History may be full of Chilean recluse spiders, outside the museum... Pedro tells me the world is filled with tens of thousands, much more interesting species. These are the ones he wishes I'd called him to talk about. The ones that really get him going.
2: Oh, uh, well, there there are many, many examples. Recently, there was a big sort of viral videos on the peacock spiders and their abdomen. It has a special shape and colors, let's say. So they really behave like peacocks. they they dance in front of the females and they they show off. There's another uh, recent study suggesting that some spiders uh, might dream, or at least they have eye movements which look like our rapid eye movements. They might sleep and dream about their day-to-day life, let's say. (laughs) Also quite recently we have found that they are able to use the electricity or the differences in electricity charges between the ground and and the air to fly. So we are making all these discoveries all the time.
0: I'm sold. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on team spider now. (laughs) Okay, good.
2: (laughs) I did my job.
0: (laughs) Huge thanks to Pedro Cardoso for taking the time to talk to me for this story. Pedro, I hope that you are enjoying some spooky spider cookies this season. Thanks also to my friend Sarah McPherson for knowing me well enough to immediately text me a link to a story about these spiders. This podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Witness Docs. This episode was edited by Tracy Samuelson. Our production team includes
1: Dylan Therese Doug Baldinger
0: Camille Stanley
1: Willis Ryder Arnold Manolo Morales Baudelaire Seuss
0: Gianna Palmer
1: John Delore Casey Holford
0: This episode was sound designed by
1: Chris Naka
0: and mixed by Luce Fleming. Recording in a dark closet where there are almost definitely some spiders, I'm Sarah Wyman. Happy Halloween! Witness Docs from Stitcher.
1: The world isn't wide enough for those with an insatiable desire for discovery. The all new 2024 Lincoln Nautilus hybrid SUV offers the power and freedom to explore further and deeper than ever before. Intuitive, smart features ensure they are always connected to the road ahead. Inside,